You're listening to the Practically Pastoring Podcast, where we want to help pastors and church leaders share ideas, become better shepherds and leaders, and have a good time with friends. Welcome to the Practically Pastoring Podcast. My name is Frank. Happy Labor Day. I am up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Up in Baltimore, Maryland, we got Jeffrey Simpson. Hey, hey. Down in uh, Safety Harbor, Florida, representing for academic integrity, we have That's Andrew right. Larson. That is <laughs> and, right. And then uh, next to him, the great, the amazing Timothy Miller. Hello, world. All right. Hopefully, we don't bring the same energy from a previous podcast into this podcast. That ended 30 seconds ago. <laughs> for us emotionally, for you, it's been a week. But hey... Um, we, uh, we got a couple very fast questions because on this Labor Day, we want to, we want to be able to, to enjoy our Labor Day. Yeah, we wouldn't want to go too long, huh? (laughs) Exactly. Um, (laughs) I see what you did there. Foreshadowing transition. Before we talk about these questions that were from our Facebook group, I want to, I want to just quickly say today, Labor Day is also the day that the What is the Campus Pastor podcast is coming out. So you can go to What is the Campus Pastor, What is the Campus Pastor Dot com. That's the question. That's, I forgot what the domain was. What is the campuspester.com? Go there and you'll be able to listen to the podcast. And, uh, and then this Friday, there'll be an interview with a actual campus pastor. Go check it out. Please subscribe. It'll mean a lot to me. All right, guys, uh, this is real life for me. So I actually, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of the one asking this question. Um, uh, are we just hired a new lead pastor at our church? Oh man, He's I been thought this here was going for... a real different direction based on. This <laughs> yeah, me too. I was like, "What is he about?" Oh, what? I had no idea. <laughs> man, what is a campuspastor dot com? Is irrelevant now. <laughs> we were gonna, we were gonna support you no matter what. I'm just glad okay. that. Uh, we uh we have we, me and the new lead pastor. He's been on staff for a little over a week and a half now. He asked me. We were, we were having a conversation about what the, the, the first sermon series after we finish this current sermon series will be. What's the first sermon series will be? And we're, we're, we're kind of throwing out ideas of like what's a good sermon series to begin a tenure as a lead getting pastor. Getting to know you. Getting to know and so, all about you. At so, the movies. that's the way to start strong so what so i I want you to think about like three to six months right like maybe you do have like a four-week like vision series but then you like the first book of the bible you sit in is this book of the bible i want to hear that conversation like what do you start with and then like what's maybe the first book of the bible that you sit in in your very first like few months as a lead pastor at a church or just a preaching pastor what would you do I would not do a single book because that's going to take a really, really long time for talking like just six months. So you could say, hey, we're going to go through Romans, or, you know, but that's going to be a six or eight month series in and of itself. So just to get kind of a – to kind of to lay the foundations of I'm going to be um, an expository preacher. However, I want everything to be applicable. You know, if we're in the book of Amos for three and a half months, that might not, there might not be a whole lot of application in there. So I would do something like the uh, the signs in John. So John has less miracles than the other Gospels, but all of them are written very, very intentionally. And so each message then would kind of be a standalone message. It's about a miracle that Jesus performed. But John says, you know, that the signs are written and recorded then so that you might believe. So that off the top of my head would be the first go-to. 
as it's a, we're going to start in one section of John and work our way through to the end of it, but we're not going to hit every verse in the entire book right away. But I do think context matters here. So if you're, if you're going into a church that has been traditionally, uh, I don't know, a, a shorter series based church, it might not be the best idea to just uproot everything and say, we're jumping into acts for the next 55 weeks. Yeah. That would be a bad idea. I like think easing them in, like if that is your style of preaching and you do prefer expository verse by verse book by book style, I do think there's a way to ease them in. Like you said, Andrew, we, we shifted from a topically based preaching body to a more expository based style. And we used the, I am's mm-hmm. of Jesus. And that was a great way to transition into that style of preaching as well. Yeah. I would, uh, I would start say with Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, that's, that's pretty much a safe. Like bet. at some point you're going to want to hit on Abraham and Moses and those guys, but I would start with Jesus. Yeah. When I got here, we did a, our first series was on just discipleship. Um, and I think I'm pretty sure it was like based on the great commission. Uh, and I just spent like three or four weeks there. So it was kind of vision casting, when I first came, but also like, I don't think it's wrong either. If you're coming from a place where you've preached a bunch of messages, like if you've been a youth pastor or a senior pastor before, or you've been on a teaching team and you have a bunch of messages that are already ready to go, there's nothing wrong with just doing those first um, and giving yourself a buffer of time to really get to know the congregation. Cause I think that's going to be a big, you know, uh, that that's the biggest task you have right up front is to really, start to get to know the people, exegete the congregation. So, you know, I don't think that you don't have to have all new content right away. Yeah, that's a great point. That I mean, the seven IMs, I mean, that yeah. was a series that we submitted. Dip into the greatest hits while you can. Yeah, we. Yeah. I mean, for the first six, seven months, I, I did my best to reuse stuff that we had already taught. But we also used that time to communicate, hey, here's how we're shifting our preaching a little bit. We're going to be, we're going to start teaching and preaching through books of the Bible. So people were able to brace themselves and get ready for, a bit of a culture shift for us. Right. Yeah. One thing um, we were talking about was, uh, you know, we have this like four week series kind of like casting some vision of basically just the gospel. Like what is, what does it mean to abide in Christ? And, and that's going to be kind of a set up so, so that people can kind of know who he is more in his heart and kind of set that kind of big picture of a trajectory for the church. But who then, he is, meaning the you know, pastor, not Jesus, right? Correct. Abide in Christ <laughs> so people can know who he is. So I'm, I, gonna, I didn't, I was asking for clarification gonna, for myself. We want them to abide in our pastor, actually. So no, yeah, exactly, exactly. But Just then John one thing, 15 in May. One thing we were talking about is maybe like a 12 week series in the book of Ephesians because it's it's kind of set up perfectly. Like the first half of the book is doctrine about God, and then the the, the last three chapters is kind of about unity and spiritual practices and community. And so we we thought, man, those would be really really good together. The unfortunate thing is we just did that book like in twenty seventeen or twenty yeah twenty seventeen, and and we were concerned that maybe that might be too soon to go back into that book. Um, I'm still kind of arguing that we should do the book again. But um, but anyways, you know, I, I like I like I like the idea of like maybe instead of sitting in an actual book, kind of choosing like a theme in a book or or a specific, like, you know picking up different things and still showing that hey, this is the trajectory we were going, and so people can kind of get into the style of like this new rhythm of of who this leader is. Um, but you make up a good point, Jeff. If you if you are a pastor being kind of 
elevate from within, you don't necessarily have to do that. You can kind of just go straight into a longer book, but probably still have that like special series so that people can get to know you and kind of see the trajectory. But if you're like, hey, we're already been ex- expositional, we're going to stay in it this way, that's kind of a sweet gig if you can if you can pull that off. Yeah. Yeah. But Frank, you did bring uh, up a good point too because you might want to know what the church has already preached on for the last five yeah. years. Yeah. Like that, that's a really Go good Go through point. the archives. Yep. Just make sure we're not jumping into a topic you just covered or a book of the Bible that was just touched on. Well, and so. especially it depends on why you're the new pastor. Like if, yeah. if the pastor yeah. had been there for 45 years and just retired at 73 and now you're going to come in and you inadvertently preach a series that he had done six months ago on the same topic and you completely undermine everything that he just said, even if like you genuinely have a different theological viewpoint or whatever it might be, you might be shooting yourself in the foot by saying anything different than that pastor did. Um, or adversely, if a pastor was, you know, removed for abuse and being a jerk and whatever it might be, and you come in and you find the more loving uh, principles and applications from a text when he was making it be about authority or whatever it might be, well, then then you might get yourself more credibility. So know, Jeff, like you said, exegete your people. You got to know the people that you're preaching to and then know what was preached to them before. And and also know that exegeting your people just takes a long time. I had a friend yeah, ask me the other day. You don't day, do that hey, in you got six any, months. You got any good books that you can recommend on exegeting, you know, the, the, the community you're in? And I was like, honestly, bro, like, no. You just have to Here's live your here. Here's your phone. And like, Start calling yeah. them and just, you know. Yeah. Talk to him. I said There's I a said to him shop here sit there. I said the yeah. most important thing that I've done in the last like three years for exegeting the culture has been uh, uh, coaching baseball at the high school like you just can't you can't exegete the culture in a way and get in touch with people like you can on a long bus ride home after a tough loss. And, like, you're just with people in that moment. Like, you just can't – there's no book for that. So whatever that looks like for you, whether it's coffee shop or baseball team or uh, maybe, you know, maybe you do – like, you work out like Tim, whatever. Whatever it is, um, find that way to connect with people. Uh, I was telling you guys earlier, I went over – now, this is a small church pastor thing, but today I went over and helped somebody work on their car uh, and just spent the morning doing that, and then uh, we had lunch together at a park. Like, you just can't – there's nothing you can do to read about that or learn about that in a conference. You just have to be in the community with your people and be part of them. So, Jeff, I've been having one thing some I... car troubles. It's kind of making like a any any ideas. I just like to sit and have lunch in parks with other men. Is that call one of your you elders? <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, actually, I do. What? Yeah, they're called my elders. You should try it. They'll buy you lunch. I can tell you this best piece Half of advice of I can give you right women, now. So there's that issue. Do not. Well, don't go to parks with them. Um, do not, under any circumstances, uh, <laughs> yell "You're the problem" in your first three to six months of preaching. Okay, months. Did I say months? First to three to six months. Late and leaving early. <laughs> Could I then tell them that they're the problem? No. What if they faked their educational credentials? Okay, stop. <laughs> then no, they can yell at their wives and tell her <laughs> you're the problem. <laughs> we're not going to bring up to the problem. We're yes. not bringing up this last episode. Okay, um, uh, Tim, you you brought up a good point. Well, I was really impressed when. Um, when we were having this conversation, he, he brought up a spreadsheet that I didn't know he was going to make where he, like, basically looked over the past, like, up, like, even, like, back before we were multi-site, like, almost, like, 15 years of of every book of the Bible 
every like sermon that we've done over the years and even then charted out every book of the Bible and marked like how we've, you know, if we've preached it to see what are the books of the Bible we haven't preached and stuff like that. So one that we were even talking about was like, yo, the minor prophets are wide open. No one's ever preached about that. But I don't know if that's a, a minor prophet's not something you want to dive into your first year of being a a pastor because uh, that might be a, a, a bit of a downer. But but it's, uh, it, it was. It, Maybe not start was, with Hosea. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think that there's like, uh, there's something good there. Like, you know, Jonah, there are certain. If you're going to go through a minor prophet, Jonah's a great way. If expositional preaching, you can get three or four weeks through the whole thing. Yep. Yeah. Verse by verse covers the whole book. It's a story people know and they confuse it with Pinocchio. Jonah <laughs> could be a fun one too. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, th- this is this is uh, helpful. I want to hear from you guys in the Facebook group. Let us know if you were in your first three to six years, uh, th- first three to six months in your new job as a senior pastor, what did you teach? Or what would you hope you would teach if you were put in that situation? Um, uh, the second question I want to have was asked literally a few minutes before we record this episode. Um, Dustin asked, how long should a sermon be? How long minutes. should a sermon so I want to begin by <laughs> first. I want to answer answer me this in your church. What is the uh, the what do you shoot for, and then is that the same as what you would hope for? Does that make sense? Like, what do you shoot for? What do you mean hope then, for? Like, if I was as listening? in like no, like if you could change the the rhythm of your service, like what would it be? Because sometimes, like for example, like in my church, I'll, I'll just start. You know, we shoot for thirty three minutes unless it's a communion Sunday. Thirty three. Thirty-three minutes for a that sermon. Is specific. <laughs> why? I can tell you why. I can give you some. By communion Sunday, you mean every Sunday? Is that right? <laughs> okay. All right. So here's the thing, Jeff. Are we you using shoot... the New Testament again? Stop that. <laughs> Stop doing the New Testament in your church. I got it's a real degree American. from a college, and they told me to do it. That's okay. Not an accredited college. <laughs> we went to the same college. Yeah, <laughs> Anyways, well. okay. So uh, you know, and. Most of our campuses have two services, and and we try to shoot for an uh, sixty three to sixty five minutes for each service from beginning to end. So with that, we typically have three songs in the front end, a song in the back end. Obviously, there's announcements somewhere in there. There's a bumper video. There's a benediction, and so we found that thirty three minutes leads to a clean cut of sixty three minutes for a whole service, um, and then that gives enough time, which we talked about off camera, Jeff. Uh, about you know our kids ministry loves us because yep. that gives enough time for kids to come out, kids to come in, and even like ministry leads to meet with their team before and after the stuff. So that's where we get thirty three minutes, and then when we have communion Sunday, that service usually goes about sixty eight minutes. So we try to condense our sermon to somewhere about thirty minutes, so that way we can slot in that extra. I just like how announcements were an assumed part of your church service, but communion was not. He's hey, wrong. what is it? What is a campus pastor? And this, no, like, <laughs> um, so yeah, I so go yeah, for I'm, 30 minutes. Yeah. Our entire service is about 60, 65 minutes. Yeah. Um, but the sermon is about 25 or 30. And if I go over 35, that's too long. I, I can, I can feel that it's too long. So I usually I, get I, up, our service starts at 10 45. I'm usually standing up in the, into the pulpit at like 11 15. By 11.45, I'm wrapping it up, and, um, you know, our kids come back into service and stuff at the end, so I have to be pretty mindful of that. I, uh, like, if I, uh, what I was trying to say is if I, if I, 
if I what I wish we were at, I wish we were at forty minutes, thirty eight to forty minutes. I I feel like that would be a sweet spot where I could feel like I could like breathe and maybe even like um have a have more of an ability to like not necessarily be spontaneous, but like if I do feel like I'm gonna extend. My, my sermon into a longer prayer or something like that. Like I wish I would have more time. The other caveat that, that that I'm experiencing that you guys are experiencing is that I have to drive from the, the, my one campus to another campus and then back. And so if I'm not on time, I could throw off the entire series of two church, two campuses. Yeah. Does that make sense? So anyways, again, so, but, but Jeff, are you saying that 25 minute, 30 minute range is what you would, also desire if yeah i don't i don't desire to go any longer than maybe 35 max um i consistently get the feedback from newer people to our church that i talk a little bit faster when i preach than they might be used to but i don't think it's so fast that my congregation hasn't gotten used to it because every week you know if 50 or 60 people are part of our church every week i'm getting one or two comments about you know some point i made in the sermon so they're hearing the content that I'm delivering, but I just, I guess I can fit more content in a little bit shorter of a time because of the speed that I speak at. Um, so like when people from my denomination come visit, they're like, hey, you preach a little bit fast. And I'm like, yeah, but I mean, my congregation has just gotten used to it. So that's just, that's Jeff's just like, me. Yeah, but my credentials are real. So yeah, I good. mean, so they're not accredited, but they're real. <laughs> and my and my wife knows me well, so yeah. it's all true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have... Of, course, of course, when I made the joke, Andrew's silent now. No, we, Andrew we, has we no comment. Laughing. It's <laughs> because I stole the accreditation part. No, I, I stole texting, that from him. I was texting was somebody about funny. the hurricane, which will funny. be you know five days past by the time this airs. But the world just shut down here in Pinellas County, and so Everything I've got people texting me about church and things like that. So I was I was All working. Right. Okay, cool. You were not yeah, paying attention one, during the podcast. Great. Tim, one of go my ahead. elders, one of my elders just texted us a Google map for every member of the congregation and who's closest to the water because we're now opening up homes for people to come to if they need to evacuate because several are in mandatory evacuation. So we are we are in a bit of a crisis mode. Okay, but you sudden. can answer those text messages in like 20 minutes when we're done here, right? <laughs> I mean, as long as their houses are still there, sure. <laughs> Here's where we're at at Lakeview Church. We have two services, so yes, we have time constraints on the sermon. I My goal is always 30 to 35. Maybe 33 is the right number, Frank. I don't know. But 30 to 35 minutes is what I tell our guest preachers. It's the slot that I give in Planning Center when we're mapping out our services. We typically go about an hour and five minutes. Um, obviously, Baptism Sunday was a bit longer because we had baptisms at the tail end of the service, so that was like an hour and 20 minutes. But... I, I would also say that's my sweet spot for preaching, too. I, I don't feel the need to go 40, 45. I mean, I have I have friends who routinely preach for 55 minutes every single week. And I I, I have a hard time. My throat is so sore after 32 minutes. I can't. Yeah. I, I have a hard time focusing, even paying attention that long. So I, I don't know how they're preaching that long every single week. But for me, 30 to 35 minutes, it's a pretty sweet spot. If you're manuscripting, that's about 2,700 words. With mm-hmm. with your natural breaks, so twenty seven hundred words. Okay, now Tim, words mine is, is about thirty two hundred words, so that maybe mm-hmm. shows you the speed. See, difference. I would say you do talk fast, bro. I do talk so faster for, then. Wow. Okay. I, I would say I want twenty seven hundred words, not of scripture. So like yesterday, okay, that's yesterday true. I essentially yeah. covered a forty verse chapter, um, and so like 
that was that was too much scripture, but we we couldn't have broken it up anymore. And so for that one was less me, more scripture. But if I have, let's say, 15 or 20 verses... Shouldn't every week be less you, more scripture, well, Andrew? Yes. Yes, it should. Yes, Just it should. Out. Thank you for that. Hmm? Someone's got to keep you in check. That's right. That's what accountability does. That's why it's necessary, Willie. That was... Sorry. I'm still mad. Um, no, my So my, my goal is about twenty five to 2,700 words of me, and then with that, three or 400 words of scripture, probably. And yeah, I, I didn't am, mention that. I do point, read the text as I'm preaching, so. I, I'm to the point now where I will look down most weeks. I think I was long yesterday because it was a longer passage, but it, I could have a 2,000-word manuscript or a 4,000-word manuscript and somehow usually end up between 29 and 35 minutes because I know when to speed up. I know when you to— You have 4,000-word manuscripts? No, but I, I've, I have, and I've— Oof. You know, when you're trimming as you're going, and you're like, ooh, I can take this paragraph out, I can take that paragraph out. Yep. I will say, too, like part of exegeting your culture, back to the plan for the first three, six months, you need to learn, like, what the point of diminishing return is for content for your your congregation generally. And maybe you have a congregation that's used to hour-long sermons, but probably not. And so, and so if they're them, used to— so for a 45-minute sermon is a real treat. Yeah. And there, the the diminishing returns probably start somewhere around thirty or thirty five minutes, mm-hmm. where you can keep adding content, but they're not retaining it anymore. I worked at a church once, and there were two pastors who would preach alternatively, like one week, one week, um, and they would each do their own sermon series. So you'd have like you know sermon series A on the on week one, three, and whatever of the month, and then week two and four of the month was the other guy doing his series. Mm-hmm. And one, they were 100% different styles. One guy was very evangelistically, topically driven, fill-in-the-blanks, message notes guy who would go for 20 minutes. And the other guy was like a seminary professor going heavy exegetical for like 50 minutes. And it, it was crazy. And there was just, you know, it was like on the one one week, it was like, oh, we're done. That's it. There's not enough content. On the other week, by the 30-minute mark, half the congregation was sleeping. And it was like, you can keep going for 20 minutes. They're not hearing anything you're saying. So I think you really need to pay attention to what that point of diminishing return is for your congregation because, like, you may have enough content for an eight-week series, but you're planning on doing it in four weeks because you have sermons that are twice as long as they need to be. So just, you know, think that through as well. I'm also... Okay, for those that preach really long sermons, I'm not, like, I, I still listen to long sermons. Like when I'm sermon prepping, I will routinely listen to sermons that are an hour plus long trying to you know, glean as much as I can. But I will say this, like, could there be a hard issue behind some who preach just to preach long? When it, I guess I say that because— at We're going to cancel the third song because I've got more to say. Like, at what point does it become all about what you have to say and mm-hmm. you take over the whole service and then all of a sudden church is just an hour-long lecture? And then you're saying, why do you leave early? This isn't a show. <laughs> I mean, you could be part of the problem. Maybe you are I, the problem. Uh, mm. you guys, oh, no. I've been asked that that, no. the question. Maybe that, your wife is the problem. Who knows? Week, <laughs> Perhaps— you you guys have been asked ask you guys were at, 
answering the question like how many words are in your sermon and i've been asked that a lot lately and i never answered that question one because i've never looked and two because i just think that's completely subjective on the speed in which you speak do you um, not know but, how um, word count works? You don't. You like, no. so You type. You don't have a word. You count? You don't have to count. It'll, it'll say word count at the you, bottom. You right. don't have a word count open on your on your screen. You just okay. count. No. If there's one person here no. who shouldn't be critiquing somebody else about technology, it's Andrew Larson. <laughs> okay, first of all, Mr. PowerPoint group text to plan services. PowerPoint. That is. That's the church. That's the worship leader, not me. I'm fairly tech savvy. Look at. We're we're here using a soundboard and a video switcher, um, but no, I, I I can't imagine not having a word count when I'm done with a sermon. I go by page numbers. Like I know, okay. like if I'm at a certain page number, I know. Okay, I'm going to go long thing. or short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, but it, I've it's, never, it's, I've it's never quantifiable though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've certain, never looked you, at the. You word have count. your font at a certain size and a certain font. Exactly. Yeah. That's that. That's and that's another thing that makes a difference. So. I just look. Size 16. And I preach I say, size 16. I do 18. I do 18. I'm at 24, baby. You do not preach in 24 size font. Yes, I do, but I go by you word count. you have a giant remember? print Bible, too? No, I use my laptop. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, to, to make a point, to make a point, Jeff Jeff uh, says he speaks fast. And I, I Apparently, I speak fast, too, because based on what Andrew said his word count is and what Jeff's word count is, so last time I preached... Um, I was at 4,600 words. I, I just preached yesterday on the 10 commandments on the 10 commandments. And I had only 33 minutes. So that's, I feel like that's impressive to do the 10 commandments in 33 minutes. 5,200 words, 5,200 words. Bro. Yes. I'll take like, commandments. So, like you're, you're looking at your manuscript now. I'm Eminem on, uh, that, uh, Frank, what that? do you and I have in common? We're Latinos, baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, so white. anyways, we I, I, I spoke very fast. If I had 5,200 words and in 33 minutes, I'm pretty proud of that. So, anyways, that, do you know what? That's that a is 55 minute sermon. That's an accomplishment. Congratulations. <laughs> thank you. My, creden- my credentials are true. So, um, I uh, thank you for listening to this podcast. Please go check out what is a campus pastor uh, at what is a campus pastor.com. Uh, we'll be back next week. Hopefully, Dell will be here. We miss you, Dell. And hopefully, um, we're kind of in this weird situation where this podcast is recorded the week before Labor Day, but it's on Labor Day. So hopefully, Andrew and Tim, your homes are good and safe. Alive. Yeah, hopefully. If I not, feel like we do this every year around this time. Yeah. yeah, Every year around this time, we're like, hopefully your, your houses aren't <laughs> floating in the Gulf. But uh, but yeah, we're, we're, we're praying for you guys, all right? Uh, and everyone else in Florida and the southeast, wherever this hurricane hit lands. Um, with that being said, or the next one that'll happen between now and Labor Day. Oh, for sure, sure. For sure. Dude, do you guys see California got a hurricane? Yeah, that's and an nuts. earthquake on the same day. That's like yeah, a sci-fi that's movie. I, I should I should call Justin Knowles to see if he's okay. Jesus is coming uh, back. <laughs> it's, it's gonna be 113 the day after Labor Day. That's yeah, wild. It's crazy. That's insane. And we're in Milwaukee. All right. Anyways, hmm. uh, I'm Frank Gill. I'm Jeff Simpson. I'm Andrew Larson. And I'm Timothy Miller. This Bye is y'all. currently pastoring. Bye. Adios, muchachos. Thanks for listening. Get connected.